morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. Morning, bitches, and welcome back to Wellness for Real. It's your host, Marlena. I'm joined today by my co-host, Felicia. How you doing, girl? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, that's always a complex question, is it? It's like always it's a little such a loaded like, question. <laughs> absolutely. It's always such a like automatic response to be like, I'm good. And then I'm like, wait a second. Am I? Am I? Right. Am I? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lot of things. How are you? I'm we both have pretty good. So, we both have so much going on and I know everybody does this time of year. Um, and I know before we started recording, we were chatting about, um, how difficult, especially difficult this last week has been just with everything going on in the news and in this country, um, specifically for black and indigenous and people of color. Like it's just been a really exceptionally difficult. It's been really, week. really emotional. I think for a lot of people. Yeah. So we just wanted to take some time to acknowledge that. And, um, just to remind you to, if you fall in those categories, like it's okay to feel however the fuck you feel. Um, I know Felicia and I have had some conversations this week and just kind of let out our emotions with one another, because you know, that's sometimes you have to, uh, be okay with leaning into your support system and, um, yeah, it's just been really difficult and triggering and just a lot of things. Triggering for me. I mean, Marlene and I were talking and, um, you know, as a young person growing up, I had a lot of bullying around racism. So, and I live in Prior Lake. So when that whole thing came out about the girl that did the video and they were bullying that girl and it was horrible and we chatted about it. And normally for me, I wouldn't probably talk about it or I wouldn't, at least not to the level that you and I had and you know I was crying while I was speaking to Marlena just because it triggered all the stuff that happened to me as a young person that I just don't really talk to anybody I mean I've dealt with it and managed it but it will never go away you know what I mean it will always be there and there will always be moments where I feel it or I really think about it and it's not that my friends aren't incredible they just don't have not had those experiences or weren't even in my life during that time um and so I don't really have a place for that. You know what I mean? All the time. I'm just very used to just, okay, I'm good. And, you know, moving on. And so it was actually really cathartic for me to be able to talk about it, cry about it. You know what I mean? And it just felt so much better that it allowed me to actually feel it and kind of push through it, I guess is the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Right. Because so many of us, um, you know, if we fall in, like I said, if you fall in those marginalized groups, it's like so many of us have those things that, you know, trigger us and bring back those feelings, especially like from our childhood. Um, and I know you and I have similarities where like we were, uh, 
in the very, very, very minority, um, specifically like in school growing up, like I went to pretty much all white Catholic school from kindergarten to eighth grade and experienced so much that really set the tone for everything moving forward. Right. And like how I moved through the world. Um, and yeah, like sometimes like I know recently you had these experiences and it was just like so triggering. It brings that stuff back. Right. And so there's shit that you like forget about that you buried. Right. Because we're so used to having to bury those feelings yeah. because we're constantly told that they're not valid. And you're not valid. I mean, I was constantly yeah. told that I was not valid. And right. so when I, when I was listening to what happened to that girl, all I could think of was like, she will, they will, this will never, this will stay with her forever. Yeah. Like you will never be, you don't, you don't live down 10 videos being sent to you, telling you to kill yourself and calling you racial slurs from kids that you see every day at school. And then it get and on top of the fact that it went viral. So, yeah. you know what I mean? It showed up on the news. So it's not even a private matter. The whole world knows about it and has an p- opinion about it. Um, it's, it's a lot, you know, even if people are trying to be positive, having hundreds of people come at you that you don't know what their opinions about what is going on and posting about it. And you're 14 or 15. Um, yeah. it's just overwhelming. So I just can't imagine how, you, you, that will never go away for her ever. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, it's an experience that so many people have had and have had to just kind of, like, like we said, just bury it just to be able to move on and continue to be a functioning human in society. Right. Like it's, it's difficult. And here we are moving into the holidays. It's the week of Thanksgiving, right. Which again, can be a very complex time of year for so many people, specifically indigenous people. Um, you know, it's really a time of yeah. mourning, right? So it's so hard to like, see everybody celebrating and be like, oh, I'm so thankful for genocide. And it's like, <laughs> oh, cool. Like, let's not acknowledge what we're celebrating, <laughs> you know, exactly. and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying like, you're a piece of shit. If you're like, have, you know, enjoying time with your family. No, right? I mean, like, I'm that's... Native American. And I mean, you know, my, and my family, celebrate Thanksgiving I but it's for different reasons <laughs> I mean we just you know to me it's it's not that kind of a holiday it's just a day from off work that I'm gonna eat some good food and I can't <laughs> think deeper into it you know what I mean like yeah. it's not historical it's not like I can't you know what I mean like but for a lot of people um they do think really deeply into it and we have a society that glorifies something that was really horrific. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so many things, right. This is so, far from the only holiday that we celebrate. Yes, that's like yes. rooted in genocide. genocide and right. Like what the fuck? Um, but <laughs> that being said, like, even if that's not, um, what you're thinking about, right. Like even just being around your families, family. like family shit, we all know is like, for most of us, it's super complex. And we have people in our families that, um, you know, we'll stir up our feelings of inadequacy or, you know, for a lot of us, like our food issues are rooted in our family shit. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> especially I mean, being like, from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so especially, you know, if you're, um, at least for me, you know, being Puerto Rican going into my huge, I mean, literally huge family. And it's like, I mean, this week I'm going to hear at least 30 comments about my body. I already know that. Right. So like, whether it be, you know, (laughs) Oh, you, wow, you look great. Or, you know, Oh, you look like you gained a little bit of weight since the last time, whatever it is. Right. Like I know I'm going to hear comments about my body because my body has changed so much. Um, and it's just like, 
fuck. <laughs> like, can't I, I just live so my life? Weird that people think they should be able to say that. Um, but right. Or do. food po- or food pushing. Right. Oh my, my God. Family food pushing. Is... Shut up with the food pushing. Oh. I can't take it. Like, oh, that drives me cr- like. I, and, I and, think- and, and it, it kind of goes both ways. Cause like, there's a part of it, but like for me, right. Like if you come into my house, I'm gonna try to feed you. I'm me at least going to ask you if you're hungry. Right? I am like, too. That's just culturally, like, I am, you too. know how, how I am. That's how I show my love to people is by feeding them. Right. And that was shown to me growing up. That's how me my too. family is like, that's how they show love. Right. You come into the house. Guess what? You're going to get a plate of food. Right. Italian, um, Mexican, it's on. Yeah. Um, right? But if someone tells me, Hey, I, I have some cookies. No, I'm good. I'm not going to be like, well, listen, you know what I mean? What do you want a diet or something? It's Thanksgiving. You should be able to eat what, what you want. Like my whole thing is like, you can offer, but when someone says, no, thank you, just move on. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't make it a big thing. Like, right. So like moving into this space, like everybody is going to be at a different place in their journey. Right. So I've spent the holidays tracking and losing weight. I've spent the holidays maintaining. I've done the holidays, um, you know, just enjoying whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Right. So wherever you're at, like whatever your goals are, it's okay for you, you to make decisions that reflect those goals. Right. Like that's how we achieve our goals. So this time of year, I feel like everybody's trying to tell you what the fuck to do. <laughs> oh yeah. It's eat the donut. Don't, don't you know what I mean? Donut. Don't eat the donut. <laughs> bring all your own food. Don't bring your own food. Bring cauliflower yes. mashed potatoes. Like, I mean, it's just kind of, a, I think it's very challenging. And I think, especially if you have any emotional like ties to eating, which I do, um, you know, and I think for some people, it's just like, they don't, it, it, it's, they don't even want to go. Do you know what I mean? Instead of being excited about it, they dread it. And that's yeah. the part that's really kind of, that's the sad part. I mean, for me, it's kind of both, right? So like we are traveling to Milwaukee to go see my family. It's also my birthday weekend. So Woo-hoo! hey, turning 30, what are you, 22? Five. <laughs> 22 girl, you look so good. <laughs> thank you. So much. I, actually, I actually look better now than I did when I was 22. So hey. <laughs> Uh, thank you, genetics um, and hard work. Uh, but anyway, brown, brown skins. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, ancestors. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I have so many complex emotions, and then it's always my birthday too, right? And I don't know about you guys, but like every fucking year leading up to my birthday, I am just like, I'm a mess because, and not because of my age or because I'm getting older. Like I don't really give a fuck about any of that. It's just like, I have such high expectations. <laughs> so my love language is gift giving. So if you've ever, I mean, if you listen to our marriage episode, um, I go more into detail with the, that with my husband, but gift giving is my love language. And I've, Oh, I, sh- I hate saying always I've many times in my life have been very disappointed by the people around me, um, like feeling like they don't know me because of the gifts that I've been given, which sounds like, so, so I don't know, selfish. No, but I or... felt that way. Cause it's not, it's not about the gift. It's about the thought behind the gift. Yeah. Like know? it's not, it's not because like, Oh, you didn't get me something super nice or, Oh, Ooh. you didn't spend a bunch of money on me. It's like, what the fuck is this? This has nothing like, to do I with who a I am. Tequila for Christmas. Do people <laughs> think I'm crazy drunk? Like, you know, I'd like a sweater. <laughs> Or a scarf. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. serious. Like, yeah, like something that reflects like me, right? Me. So that's that's, that's like if you're yeah, if you're if your love language is gift giving, like that's more so what it's about is like the thought behind the gift, right? So then I always have these like 
now at this point in my life, I get anxiety about it. Right. And I'm like, I just expect people to disappoint me. And I'm just like, okay, well then I don't fucking want anything. Like, don't get me any gifts. Don't do anything for me. Just pretend I don't even exist. And it's just like (laughs) this, like snowball of like ridiculous anxiety. Right. Um, so I've actually been really working through that, I guess this year and like just being really vocal about it, about my concerns or like my worries. Um, and it's actually really helped like communicating with people around you that are important to you, that are close to you, you know, is it makes such a big difference. And just like, even if you think you're like, nobody else is going to care about this. Like nobody is going to relate to this. Like, I don't know. You still have to kind of put it out there. Right. Yeah. For yourself, you do. I mean, you do. Cause I do think it makes a difference in how you're feeling and not to digress, but like, even when I talked to you that day and I sort of let my emotions out, I went and had, a, I was fine after that, where I maybe would have emotionally ate and done a bunch of other things because I carried it. It could have come out in all different, I've been a bitch oh, yeah. to my husband, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it just would have come out in a bunch of ways. And but because I did get it out, whether it's talking or whatever, I was okay. And yeah. it did you, you released it in like yeah. a healthy way. And that's what right. You're in, doing. A, in a supportive environment. Yep. And then you can move forward. And then you're like actions, because like I said, you're not like, like I do that too. Right. When I internalize stuff, then I'm just like, I'm being toxic as fuck. Right. right? Cause right. I'm like, I'm holding in all of this, like gross shit, Yeah, you know, and I'm not letting it go. And then it like just projects as like being a fucking bitch. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I think that's why it's good to, even if it doesn't, even if it falls sometimes on deaf ears, or maybe it's, it's still good for you to sort of say your piece or say what you need to say for your own self. And yeah. And it's sometimes it's not easy, right? Sometimes maybe the person you're talking to might take a personal, right? Like if it's your spouse or whatever, like those conversations aren't going to be easy, right? Cause they're complex, difficult emotions. Um, but like you said, it's still important to get it out and, you know, find a way, um, you know, whether it is setting aside a specific time to have those conversations, like, Hey, there's some stuff I really want to get off my chest. Uh, when would be a good time to talk to you about this? Right. Cause sure. something that I do is I like to uh, emotionally dump on my husband I'll sometimes without, you know? without, perp- <laughs> yeah, like I totally just like ambush him <laughs> with like 20 different feelings about one thing. And he's like such just a straight line thinker. Right. So like for him, like he's, he's explained it to me in a way he's like, okay, like your brain works like, like let's compare it to like a desktop, right. On your computer. So like I can have multiple windows open and at all times (laughs) and be able to hop from what, and that's literally how my computer is. Like if you open up my computer, I got 20 windows open. It's all stuff that I'm in the middle of working on. And that's just how I function. Right. For him, it's like, one file at a time. Yep. <laughs> right. And, and when it's time to move on to a different file, like he has to very intentionally like close that, <laughs> put it away. Such a good metaphor. Prepare, like that's such a good metaphor and open the <laughs> next file. Right. So like, that's how his brain works. So like when I just like emotionally dump on him, you know, it's like, sometimes his reaction isn't that great. Right. Because he's like, what the fuck? Like what am <laughs> totally. I supposed to do with all of this? Right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So I think like just even having a brief discussion about communicating, like, you know, if that's your situation, but you really have to know who you're talking to. Right. So like, 
my husband's um, very similar yeah. <laughs> very similar and I I forget so, you know I forget a lot and then I'm like well what are you gonna say anything he's yeah, like what I don't even know what you problem? just said because you said so many things I don't know what to do like you know what I mean like that happens a lot in our household and I am also working on my delivery and yeah. just trying to um one thing at a time mm-hmm. but even you know I think with holidays also I feel like we kind of live in this society that like tells you what your holiday is supposed to look like and it, what, yes. what it's supposed to be like and so for me this year my holiday I was like I can't so I usually have to have multiple Christmases we have a blended family situation I do my own Christmas a few like weeks before Christmas and then after that we have Christmas at my mom's and we don't go to Doug's family it's a lot and yes. so and I buy presents for everybody and it's like literally like 400 presents I mean once you get down to the freaking <laughs> you know stocking stuffers and, and it's too much I mean yeah. it's just it used to be something that I really enjoyed, like the going through that, but now it feels like a chore. Yeah. It doesn't feel fun. You know what I mean? Like once in a while, I'll be like, oh, I'm getting, I saw something great for Haley, but otherwise it's like, listen, I got to get 10 things for each stocking. <laughs> I mean, it becomes like, a, you know, so this year I was like, it's not happening. Like, this is the first time ever that I'm like, I'm changing how this is going because I didn't get to see, I haven't seen my grandchildren for almost a year and a half and I will not be able to probably see them on Christmas, like this extra Christmas, they came this weekend and I surprised them and we did Christmas. And so, and I got them a few things in their stocking and then I took them shopping. I gave them some money and they bought the things that they wanted, which was so much better. It was fun for them to pick the things they wanted. They're old enough. Otherwise I buy them a bunch of stuff that I don't even know if they use it. Um, And then we're not doing presents for Christmas. We're all going to the spa. So, um, can I come? <laughs> you can't. I just sat down and I called my Haley. She's I love my that. step. My, and I said, how would you feel if I didn't get presents this year? If I just got you a few stock and stuffers. And instead we did, we did something that was memorable yeah. together. Experiences. Like, those are the mm-hmm. best gifts. And she was like, well, what do you want to do? I go to the spa facial. Med-. She's like, oh, God, ah. like I mean, she was like, I'm in because you know, it's <laughs> one yeah. family. She'll get gifts from the other side of her family. Yeah. She's not going to go without. Um, so we're, doing that like we're doing I think that the Tuesday before Christmas and we're doing it in the morning we'll be done at noon we're coming back to the house putting on our pajamas watch we're gonna have a bunch of appies watch Christmas movies and call it a day and I'm actually excited about it yeah um, so you have permission to make things look different if you want to you don't yeah. have to do things I just feel like even when I'm on Instagram and whatnot I Oh, everybody should have matching pajamas and everybody it looks so cute and, you know what I mean you just get caught up though there's a lot stuff. of, there's a lot of expectations. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially if you have a social media presence, it's like, you know, you're constantly trying to keep up with what everyone else is doing. And it's just like, it's too motherfucking much. It, and then on top of that, you have just like your life, right? So most of us have complex family situations, especially if you're married, right. Or in a serious relationship, right. it's like you have your multiple families, right? So you know, if your parents are divorced, you have probably four different families right. to go to, and then you get married and then you have in-laws. Right. And it's right. like, I mean, for us, it's the holidays have always been extremely difficult because one, a lot of my family, like we have to travel to see my family. Right. right? Um, and then Christmas is always super complex for us. And there's always a lot of emotion and it's just really difficult. So when Adam and I first got married, like our first couple Christmases were really fucking hard. Like 
Um, but we've learned to communicate in advance. You know, like I said, we started talking about this shit around Halloween. Where are we going to go for which holidays? You know, what do our expectations look like? How are we going to prepare ourselves? You know, if, if we're traveling to see my family, you know, obviously there's going to be a piece of my husband that wishes he was, you know, at least seeing his family. Right. So it's like, it's really hard. So you have to communicate about those things and you have to set realistic expectations. Right. And also set boundaries. Right. Because I have, excuse me, I have some boundaries, um, (laughs) with in-laws. Right. So, um, if you are someone who has severely emotionally damaged me and you have no interest in repairing that damage, then I don't put myself in a situation where I'm going to be around you. which is pretty fair, which is fair. Right. (laughs) So, um, because of that, um, you know, there are, there's a period on Christmas where I'm by myself, you know, and my husband goes and sees, you know, his family. Um, and, and I have to learn to be okay with that. And every year it gets a little bit easier, you know, and I'm not alone all day, you know, it's just part of the day. Right. So, um, that's actually something that I'm, again, like already working through in therapy, preparing myself, you know, like what can I do for me that day? What can I do to fill my cup? Right. What can I do to, um, give myself some Christmas joy. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, so if you're in those complex family situations too, like don't wait until the day of, yeah, (laughs) right. And then be upset and like, like you have to really learn to communicate in advance, um, and be okay with setting boundaries. You know, if there are people that you just, you're like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm not doing that. And don't don't. do it. And don't do it. My biggest situation, like what's really challenging is when people put themselves in situations that they don't want to be in. And then they make sure everybody knows they don't want to be in it, which then affects everybody (laughs) else around them. That's unnecessary. And that's just not fair either. Like, I just feel like if you, if you, it's okay to set boundaries, it's not okay to go and then you know, suck, you know what I mean? And yeah, make it really and you hard yes. for your husband or whoever, totally. your wife or you the can't family. Expect, you're, yeah. You I mean, can't expect your boundaries to be everybody else's, exactly. right? Like your boundaries have nothing to do with anybody else. So yeah. Like you said, like, yeah. And if you put yourself in a situation, yeah. Then don't suck like, it up. If you're just going to be a bitch. <laughs> yeah. If you're Otherwise just gonna, be, like, suck it up. Then if you're going to do something, you don't want to go, don't make everybody else pay for that. I see yeah. that a lot. Totally. And, but I think also like, you know, that my dynamic with my step, like my in-laws are, is good. I love them. And I think the challenge is, is my family is just me and my mom, which mm-hmm. means it's just the two of us. So we kind of do everything that everybody else, like we don't really get to have, I don't get to have my own traditions really because they have a much bigger family. So we always are traveling. We always go there and, and I love it there. Their farm is amazing, but normally it would be, we go there on Thanksgiving, then we have tree cutting, which it's all the same weekend. And Doug and I are driving back and forth, you know, three hours each time. It's, it's a lot. So now, you know, I said, listen, I would like to have one holiday. That's mine. You know what I mean? And I'd like to do Thanksgiving in my own home and not have to drive, you know, three, four or five times, you know, 20 hours in a three day period. Cause that's just not relaxing for a weekend. And not it's almost all. like we have Thanksgiving twice. Cause we go there and we do tree cutting and we eat and 
So, and, and, and I, he, I was really surprised and he reached out to his family and just said, I think we should just all have our own Thanksgivings and we'll come to the farm on Saturday and do tree cutting. And we can all, that can be like a Thanksgiving together. And they all were like, okay, that, I think everybody kind of felt a little bit, maybe the same way because it was so received, but I was so scared to even, because they are not a family that people like they're very drama free. Yeah. Which just means they don't can't really relate. About, yeah. They're, you know, I mean, they're really, they're, it, you know, there's just traditions is how we've always done it. So it was really great yeah. that they were super open and now awesome. I get to be home. And see, and, and had you not communicated that, like you, you know, maybe you were the only person who felt like, well, like you said, everybody probably felt that way, but you know, they were probably scared to say something. And I think with my husband's dad passing, they feel this sense of like, they don't know how much longer they're going to be at the farm and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, it, so we get to keep that tradition and everybody gets to be home. And then his mom kind of picks the house. And so it's really good. And I get to see Haley because blended family. So she wouldn't be able to go. It's too far to get to everybody else's house. So it worked out. So I'm happy. So you can put things out there if you want to do things a little totally. bit differently, if they say no, okay, but at least you kind of put your foot in the water or to your toe yeah. in the water and try it. I think it's, I think tradition is okay to change it. Totally. I'm and changing you it up this year. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned, um, you know, the passing of your husband's father and it's like this time of year for those of people who are grieving, Horrible. right? Whether you're missing someone who's been gone for 20 years or two months, like it doesn't matter, right? Like it's still really, really difficult. Most of us have people that we miss this time of year, especially, um, and the holidays can be really triggering for a lot Very. of people's grief. Right. So I think acknowledging that too, is just so important. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, especially for my husband, it's so new. Um, yeah it's, it's start. I can tell even yeah. now oh, they're all struggling a little bit with it and it's hard. Yeah, for sure. So if you have, you know, if you're not the one grieving, if you have someone in your life who's grieving, you know, just make sure you're making space for that too. Um, but wow, we just have so much to oh, ponder on yes. <laughs> this time of year. Right. Um, so how about for you, what did the holidays look like for you this year, as far as your wellness journey goes? So I think for me, it's because I'm doing 75 hard. Um, hey. So I think it's, you know, I'm sticking to my, my exercise routine, but you know, when it comes to like Christmas and those kinds of things, Thanksgiving, I'll just, my biggest thing for me, which to me is a vict like a, a, something that's positive. is just letting myself eat what I want and not overeating. You yes. know what I mean? And just sort of being in a comfortable space because totally. what I realize is it's sort of like, okay, it's a free for all, you know what I mean? And then you, you know what I'm saying? And half yeah. the shit I don't even like, okay. I don't yes. like it. Like, so, I mean, so I think as I go into it this year, it's, I'm just going to eat the things I like and not the things I don't. And just my goal is just to be comfortable. And then I'm just back to my normal the next day, not, not four yeah. days later. And that's hard totally. to do. I know that's really, it's easier said than yes. done. And it's taken me a while to sort of get to that place where I feel like it can be done comfortably. And part of it was realizing that I don't even like these cookies. They, they don't <laughs> even taste good. You know what I mean? I'm just eating them because there's fucking 400 of them. Like my husband's sisters bake, like they're the best bakers ever. So I'm like, I'm just eating them as I walk by. Because like, they're there, right? I don't like them. You know what I mean? Like, so I just kind of last year, I'm like, okay, just pick the stuff you like. It wasn't very much, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I was like, okay, well, I like his mom's cinnamon rolls. 
otherwise I don't care. Like, so then instead of having a little bit of that, I'm having the cinnamon roll and I'm calling it a day and I'm, I don't like yeah. gravy. I don't like, there's certain things I do not like. And I'm just like, I don't really like that. So I'm just going to eat the things I like. And that seems to work for me. It's very strange, but it's, it's been working for me the last year or two. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. How about I, you? How do you sort of manage it. that? Um, you know, like I said, I've kind of have gone through all kinds of phases, but even while I was losing weight, like on Thanksgiving, it still was like, okay, I'm going to, like you said, enjoy the things that I really, truly love. Right. Like, I mean, I'm going to eat some finney. I'm going to eat some arroz right. candules. I'm going to eat the mac and cheese, you know, with 20, 20 pounds of fucking cheese in it. Like I'm oh, going to eat I made that the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat the things that I like, you know, and I, I fill up on lots of vegetables and fruits because I genuinely love fruits and Me vegetables too. too. Right. And big thing, um, I don't know if this is culturally or, or what, but growing up, like we would always like just starve ourselves all day up until dinner. Right. Us too. You don't eat nothing <laughs> all day up until dinner. And like, now I don't do that shit. Me neither. <laughs> like, There's uh, no, uh, no, no, seriously. You go all day and, the and then it's just on. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like holidays from the get, like I go, I still have my normal routine. So I still get me up, too. I go to the gym in the morning. I still get my workout in. Like I want to feel, and I don't do it because I'm like, Oh, I got to burn calories before I eat a bunch. No, no it just feels good. I do it because I want to feel good. good right. Yeah. I want to stay on my same regular routine. Like, yeah, it's a holiday, but this is still my life. But it's a holiday <laughs> right? for me. Like it's not all about the food. Like, yes, the food is part of it. Yeah. But for me, it used to, everything used to be about the food. Oh, yes. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now it's, it's part of it. Like, I'm excited about eating things. Maybe that my mom, like for Christmas makes her lasagna once a year, it takes her two fucking mm, days. Yeah. So, you know, I'm excited about it, but that's not everything I'm excited about where yeah, it used to sort of be sure. like, that would be my focus. Like I'm you here know, for food. That. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> But I, you know, and, and I don't want to hear it with the 75 hard. I know it's like no cheat days. I don't consider that a cheat day. I don't do that. I'm not, I don't want to hear it, but for anybody giving me a hard time, like, I'm yeah, I that. mean, like you said, right. Like I hate that term cheat day. Yeah, um, I can't. I don't, when I was do on that. a weight loss journey, I would have like non-tracking days, Yes, but I, I mentally would never like think, oh, I'm not tracking this day. So I'm going to fucking it's a eat free for everything. Yep. No, it's I would still eat normal and maybe a few extra things. Right. So like, I don't have to be all or nothing. And I think that that happens for a lot of people, especially if they're still kind of beginning stages of their journey or they're like intentionally trying to lose weight. Um, you know, and they've been super restrictive. Right. And then the holiday one holiday comes, right. So you go to Thanksgiving or whatever, and you eat, you go crazy, right? And you eat fucking everything. And it's like that, like dopamine trigger, like you want to keep chasing that your brain kind of reverts keep back back to that habit because, because what you're doing is not sustainable prior to that. Right. right so like right. you're, you're probably over restricting yourself. So if you enjoy a holiday and then after that, you're like, I cannot get quote unquote back on track. Well, whatever on track was for you was probably way too restrictive. Right. Not working for you. Yeah. Uh -huh. No, like but I a lot of people that. fall into that this time of year, right? Like, because there are a lot of sweets, everybody's baking and everybody's cooking. And you know, if your family's like mine, like yeah, I mean, they're always more food always or at work, it, but... everywhere, at, at work, yeah, everywhere every day go. brings 
yes. people bring shit in. Yeah. If you work in an office or yeah, like, oh my gosh, I remember working in retail, um, oh, not working in retail this holiday season. <laughs> Thank Jesus. But, um, yeah, it was always really difficult, right? Because every day people were bringing in tr- treats and potlucks and, you know, you don't know what the fuck they're putting in this. No, <laughs> totally. So it can be really difficult to have, um, that constant, I don't know. I don't want to call it like temptation, but just that, like, it's throwing well, you just, off of your normal. Especially right? most of the time, it's not even like, I think half the time, it's not even things that maybe you want. It's just, it's there. Yes, you know what I mean? And totally. it just looks good or you're hungry. Like, and, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I think, but I do think when you talk about like the non-tracking days, I mean, I, I think that at least for me, as part of the journey, I would do that too, mm-hmm. once or twice a week, because in the end, the goal is to not track at some point, once you meet your goals or wherever you're at, and maybe for some people they'll track forever and they're fine with it, but that's not for the most part for most people. And so I think whenever I'm in a space, at least now where I just kind of need to step back or there's a lot going on, trying to track, it almost makes it more stressful for me. And it feels like, well, fuck it. I'm at 97 points or whatever the hell I'm doing. (laughs) It's it's on, like I'm done. So just to not do it, just to say, Hey, I'm going to, like you said, do my normal routine in the mm-hmm. morning, have my green juice, have a breakfast, ha- do my normal. And then yes, I'm eat something eat filling and full of protein mm-hmm. for breakfast. Like don't deprive yourself all day in preparation because right. what happens is then you're going to, you're going to way overindulge, way right? It's just like any other time, right? When we're hangry, yeah. <laughs> that's when you're like, give me everything. And you're, and I do that even when I go to someone's house for the weekend, because you, I think yeah. when, before when I was quote unquote, like dieting, you stress out. What the hell are they going to have? What are they going to have? They're going to have my stuff. They got this, they got that. I'm not coming totally. up with a cooler. And so then you're, you're, you're just... making choices based on anxiety, right? right. You're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to take one of everything. Right. Just gonna, like, you so know? I think just sort of let loosening the reins and just listening to your body for the most yeah. part, when I do that, which is a little, this is a way to teach myself. Also, I feel like those little times where you like, okay, I'll, when I, I come for a few days, then not for a day, then that was just teaching myself because sometimes mm-hmm. I'm full, but I'm like, well, I better get all my calories in though. Like, shouldn't I get them all in or shouldn't I get all this food in? Like, so it was really having to learn, like I'm comfortably full. And if I want more food later, I'll come back and get yep. seconds. You know, yeah. it's not going anywhere, Yeah, but that's hard sure. to learn. I mean, it's easier said than done, but it's I a think, practice. Yes, it it's is a practice. practice. Like anything and, and, else. And if you do way overindulge, that's okay. That's okay too. That's okay. Because, <laughs> you're not, I mean, you're not going to lose all of your progress. Um, you know, d- don't allow yourself to feel, don't feel like bad. defeated. Right? right. Yeah. Or guilty. <laughs> like it is what it fucking is. I've had plenty of days where I've overindulged throughout the last few years, you know, and it's like, you just keep fucking going, moving forward. I mean, yeah. that's the main deal and yep. enjoy it. Like enjoy the holidays. I mean, try to enjoy it. You know, that I think that's the most important thing. And that's the, I think that's the hardest part. I think, like you said, people get so much anxiety moving mm-hmm. in, um, especially around like food and wellness. And I just am like, well, I'll stick to my 75 heart. I don't want to hear it. I, I yeah. won't have my, I'm not drinking alcohol. That's what I really probably need it too. I'll drink uh, all the alcohol I you know. would have drank. Not girl. doing that, but I'll be ready for Christmas. So when does 75 heart end for you? That, I think it ends on December 
15th, I think. Okay. That's what I've done. Hey, that's the day so. after I close on my house. Oh, how's that? I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So <laughs> going through selling and trying to buy a new house in the holidays. I mean, I guess it's a great distraction. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys. So if you didn't listen to our episode on smart home buying and selling with my realtor and our, and my lender, and you have any interest in selling or buying, go listen to that episode. Because let me tell you, people think that because the market is so hot right now that they can just list their house and it'll sell like that. And that that's not exactly how it works. Like selling your home is, um, you have to use a marketing strategy, right. In order to sell your home. So we talk more about this on the episode, but let me tell you, my realtor strategy worked so fucking well. Um, so we staged our home. We obviously decluttered, staged, touched everything up. It looks fucking beautiful and perfect in here because I'm a crazy she's person. Good at it. <laughs> she's good at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, somebody needs to be paying me to do this shit. Seriously. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we staged it and then we went into coming soon status for 11 days. And then we listed our house on 11, 11 and our house was on the market for four days. We got seven offers. All, every single offer was over asking. We got into a little bit of a bidding war at the end and we ended up getting 42,000 over asking for our house. That's amazing. And our neighbors on either side of us, both are selling their homes and they're both sitting on the market. <laughs> and they're both beautiful homes. Um, like not like our home really isn't any better than theirs. It was just all about the strategy. How you did um, and we're in a, we're in North Minneapolis. So it's a less desirable area for people to live in, um, in the city. So yeah, it worked out super well for us. We close <laughs> in a few weeks. We have no idea where we're going. Um, we have been looking at houses, so we looked at a house that's on 12 acres. We've looked Where at it twice that? now. So that one's in Dayton. Okay. Um, and it's a fixer upper, y'all. <laughs> like beyond. It's actually not that big. It's about 2,000 it square feet. It, looked it big looks big bigger in the pictures. It's not that big. But is that it's a perfect house for two spot? people. It had like two. Didn't it has a pole extra... barn. The pole yeah, barn is bigger than the thinking. fucking houses. <laughs> um <laughs> But y'all is uh, the 12 acres are a hot ass mess. The house is a hot ass mess. We went and looked at it again yesterday in the daylight since now it's like getting dark at fucking two o'clock. I know. Totally. Thanks Minnesota. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Um, and man, the whole time I had so much anxiety looking at all the work that needs to be done and they have this house way overpriced. So it's going to sit on the market for a long time. Um, so right now we're just taking a step back. We were going to throw in a low ball offer, but I don't know. Just something just doesn't feel right about it yet. Um, and ho new houses go on the market every single day. So, um, we may end up just putting all our shit in a storage unit and staying, um, with some family <laughs> in the meantime, so figure it out. <clears throat> um, yeah, to just kind of, you know, relieve it's a big the decision. You don't want to feel pressured. Exactly. And, you know, buying a house and renovating it, is very fucking stressful. It puts a lot of stress on your relationship, puts a lot of stress on your life. Um, for some people it's like, they love it. I, I mean, I enjoy it when it's done. <laughs> I'm good at it, but the process is very difficult. And it can um, be really time consuming, depending on what you dig into. You can start a project and find a bunch of other, you know, exactly. Every, everything you want to do to your home will 
be more difficult than you think it's going to be. And it's going to take at least twice as long as you think it's going to take. And especially with an older house, you're going to find more problems. Every time you do a project, you're going to find another problem that needs to be solved. And this house like still has bus fuses. So like the, all, all the electrical needs to be replaced. The fuse box needs to be changed. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Literally every single inch of that house needs to be worked on, but it's a, it's the original farmhouse. It's got, I can make it really fucking cool. Um, it has no central air it has like water, uh, radiant heat. Like it's, Oh, Ooh. it's okay. a little dated. It's a little dated. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But you're Hope- looking at other places too. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to keep looking. Um, I don't think the house is going anywhere. So we'll see what happens, but, um, you know, I feel like in the past going through all of this stuff, like I would have allowed it to like, I would be binging like crazy, you know, if I had been going through all of this four years ago, you know, before I had done a lot of self-work. Um, but I haven't been, I've been, been doing my thing, sticking the course, uh, staying on my routine. I'm halfway through the a live program that I started. You know, it's just like I feel good about food. Um, feel like I'm getting back to where I was. I know last week we talked about that was last week, right? We talked about I was having some, you know, I had a binging ish, yeah, um, one night of that. binging, yep. you know. It was the first time in a long time. Um, but that was because I was internalizing so much. There were so many things I wasn't saying. Um, and and it came out in a different way and that's what happens when we don't work through our shit right like it comes out in other ways so um I'm trying to be better about acknowledging how I'm feeling even if I don't know exactly what those feelings are (laughs) which can be so hard I'm feeling something but like yeah exactly (laughs) um and then recently I've actually been talking to my therapist um she thinks I have ADHD so um hoping to get some testing done. I don't know. For that. It's, yeah, it's yeah, so different as an adult. You know what I mean? It affects you differently how it shows yeah. up. And, and like for women, it shows up especially yep. different. I know yep. when we had Eden on the show, um, Eden loves life. Yep. If you don't listen she to her episode, go it. back and talk or go back and listen to the episode. But yeah, she talked about, um, ADHD and how that presents in her life as a woman, um, and how she copes with it. And, yep. it, and even when we were recording that episode, I was like, holy fucking shit. Mm. <laughs> she talking You're about like, me, mm. <laughs> but I never want to be like, oh, I think I have that too. You right. know, cause you don't know it's, it's such a complex diagnosis it and is. it's a spectrum, right? It looks so different for so many different people. So, um, hoping to get testing done. I don't know. It's like yeah. everything else I call and they're like, sorry, we're booked up. You got to call it the right on the right day at the right time to get a new appointment. What is happening with that? Is it just because there's no one working? I mean, this wasn't a problem two years ago. I don't understand. <laughs> I think that just with the pandemic, a lot of stuff got backed up and it just changed oh. uh, specifically in the medical realm. I suppose that makes it sense. really, ch- yeah, really changed how appointments are made. Um, like, so f- specifically for this testing and this is just through, um, like the clinic that I normally go to through my insurance. Um, they only have two doctors who actually do the testing. So they only book out one month at a time Oh, or like, I think it was like eight weeks or something. She said, so right now they're booked out through mid January. And then they put out one week of appointments every Monday. So she's like, call in every Monday at eight 30 AM, right. When we open and hopefully eventually you can get in. Wow. 
but yeah, that's the fucking reality. Of, like <laughs> trying to get Dude, medical help. Tell you, I try to sh- everything is a little crazy. I just yeah. feel like everything is a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. And I mean, it's already so difficult in medical situations to like advocate for yourself and like to oh, get answers, right? Because like, that's why we're going. We just want answers. We want a label for what our issue is so that right. we can find a solution, solution right? And it. it's like, I mean, when I was having autoimmune um, connective tissue issues, I still don't have answers for that shit. And I still have an appointment coming up mid-January that I made six months ago or whatever, you know, it's like. That's nuts. I'm like. And then you go to these appointments and they're like, I don't know. Sometimes like my last appointment, I wanted to have food allergy testing done. The, The doctor wrote me off so fast and it was like the quickest appointment And it's just like, when you're in those situations, like I say all the time on the show, right. Advocate for yourself in medical situations. But sometimes when you're in these situations, it's like, I was like a deer in headlights. I was like, really? That's it. It was like a five minute appointment. You just got to push me out. It's weird. It's it is. And it leaves you like, okay, it's almost like gaslighting you. Right. Because you're like, am I crazy? Is there there just me wrong with me? Like, (laughs) was I not just in the emergency room for this problem? And now this doctor is telling me like, Oh, it's whatever. It's fine. You're fine. Here's a bill. And I think about like, for me, like I have Oh, pretty decent health insurance. And I think about people in underserved communities because I work in that space a lot with some of my clients, That that's the, like the demographic that I'm really trying to work with. And I think how hard it is coming from that space to go in, you know what I mean? And get treated that way. And I'm educated and mean, and it's still really off-putting for me. So it's, and so I think it just drives me crazy because it's hard to get people to go to the doctor sometimes. And when they go in and have that experience, they're not fucking coming back. You know what I mean? Like you have just messed with somebody's health situation because they're not going to come back. And that kind of stuff, just the bedside manner is really challenging. And I, because I'm native American, um, in Scott County where I live, they offer insurance. Like I can get like free health insurance and I have normal health insurance, but I can have a supplement because of the Minnewak and Sioux. They offer that if I live, if you live in the same County as they do. And so my girlfriend is part of that tribe and she's like, girl, you need to, you know, check that out. So I did. And I went in to get my flu shot and it's just down the street from my house. She spent an hour with me. I mean, like an hour for a flu shot. Okay. I mean, I was like, what's happening here? You know, I go, you're (laughs) really, no, I go, you're so nice. You know what I mean? And she was like, listen, I used to work at park Nicollet and she goes, and that's where I go. She goes, we have to have so many people coming in and out. We have a quota like that we need. And she goes, and it's not like that here. I mean, there's probably three, 400 people, you know, that, that utilize the medical place that I'm going to. She's like, so we're, we have a lot more time with patients. I'm like, okay, well, I love it here. Can I come here forever? Like, I mean, it was just really nice. I mean, she went through all this stuff with me that I wasn't even there for. And she's like, well, let me get your medical records from your hormone doctor and from your OBGYN. And so we can have everything in one place. No one else has asked me that. Like, I mean, in 10 years, like I have all these different doctors and they don't, speak to each other, yeah. you know? And so I was just really impressed with it. Um, cause it's so, your health is so important and it's so easy to be, it's scary to go. People are scared to go. So mm-hmm. it just really pisses me off when, I mean, I don't know. It just makes me upset. Cause I know that a lot of people don't come back. Yeah. And they're like, see, this is exactly why I, why I don't, I don't make doctor's appointments. Right. right. They don't know nothing. They <laughs> yep. say there's nothing wrong with me. I'll use Windex. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. <laughs> or Vicks. Yeah. You're Puerto Rican. <laughs> Just rub some Vicks on it. You're, it you're good to go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's amazing. And you're so right though. Like those bigger clinics, like, and, and I don't get me wrong. Like I have doctors that are a part of these big clinics that do take time and, right. you know, have, um, empathy and, you know, all of that stuff that you want out of your doctor. Right. Uh, but sometimes, especially if you're seeing a new doctor and they don't, like you said, they don't know anything, anything about, you. about you and they're just like, yep, yep, yep. You look good. You're fine. You're like, this is normal. <laughs> okay. Bye. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. What just happened? And then you get a bill in the middle. And they can't help, like, you know, as doctors in that space, they have expectations and things they have to meet. So, I mean, there's that space too. And it's just, it's a business, man. (laughs) And that was the difference. Everything is for profit. That's the difference I felt with that clinic, Native American, not a business. They're getting paid no matter what. They're there to do their job. Yeah. They're not yeah. battling pharmaceutical companies and having reps come in. It's just yeah. not the same. Yeah. You know, so, Whew. well, hopefully, uh, we've given you guys some help moving into yeah. this week. So, communicate, <laughs> make boundaries, eat yes. the food, keep your yes. routine, and change things when you need to. <laughs> do whatever you got to do for you, you know, yeah. and just, I think that that's the biggest piece that I would want people to take away from this episode and just in general, moving into this like season, um, cause you know, whatever your goals are, whatever your plan is to achieve those goals is valid. Don't let anybody else tell you, you should be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that or whatever. Like you needs to look this way. No, do whatever the fuck you got to do for you. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all. <laughs> Yeah. And that being said, uh, don't forget to challenge your, uh, racist (laughs) family members. Okay. Moving into this week. Um, don't forget to acknowledge whose land you are on and the true history of this quote unquote holiday. Um, I think that's always very important. So if you need resources, you need information, feel free to DM me. I will happily provide you with factual historical information and resources. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.